Hey, what's up, everyone? Can you hear me? Mic check. Okay, cool. Thumbs ups if uh, the audio is good. We're just getting set up here. What up? Yo, Sad, what's up, man? What's up, Professor? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I hear you, and I'm assuming by uh, the emojis we are uh, being heard. Give me yeah. one, one second. All right. Panda fam showing up already. I know. This is crazy. We're going to get into this. I can't believe... Uh, okay, wait. I retweeted. Oh, it's automatic. This is my... So I've attended like tons of spaces, but I've never hosted one. But it's uh, pretty cool. Automatically posts. Okay, cool. And it's recording. Okay, cool. Nice. Cool. Have So, man, I don't know where to start because... We've known each other online now for like years and and now all of a sudden, you know, you've got this crazy NFT project that you're the creative director of. Have you done um, interviews and, and streams before? I want to just get a gauge of like how we want to take this. Uh, I've done a couple spaces, um, nothing too crazy. Um, this is all pretty new to me. So, you know. I'm happy to do anything. Really. Okay, okay. Cool. So then let's take it from the perspective. In the beginning, let's take it from the perspective as if like nobody knows what this project is. Um, maybe people that might be listening to this in like six months time, nine months, one year time, um, they might find this useful. So first off, what is your background? Like how did you get into this project? Um. Well, yeah, uh, I guess early, early days, I've always been artistic. Um, I used to be illustrator, into graffiti, um, making graphics in the computer and stuff like that. Um, and then I, uh, when the internet started to explode, like the real internet, like making websites and stuff, I was really intrigued by it because, you know, it's new. Um, and I've always been curious. So I started making websites. Um, and using notepad and learning HTML and stuff like that. And I, I, at the time I actually worked for, at an advertising agency, like a real shit one. And um, I asked the guy, can I start doing websites for our clients? And he was like, yeah, sure. So I started, I like took over that department and started doing websites. And then um, flash came along and everybody was into like web animation. Like if you could see anything move on the screen, it was like mind blowing at the time. So um, I learned how to animate and build things in Flash using ActionScript. And ever since then, I just got into uh, product design. Um, I used to make learning activities for kids, websites, um, e-commerce uh, stores, like anything on the internet, I was making it apps. Um, so, and it just, you know, the internet evolved and I just kept doing more and more. Um, and then I started working in advertising, um, and making, you know, commercials and, uh, websites and, uh, online experiences, things like that. And then, um, probably about, I would say maybe about a, eight months ago or so, I was like, I just want to work in crypto full time because I'm so, I'm always like, 
studying it or in the discord or, you know, on Twitter, looking at stuff, I'm like, I just want to, I'll just want to work in this space. So I'm going to make that a goal for the year just to be a hundred percent full-time crypto. Um, and then NFTs were a natural place for me because I'm, I was, I already had an art background. I already had a technology background. And, um, it's funny because like, I feel like the, the accumulation of like all the skills I learned through my life are like all applied to this one um, initiative, which is like a perfect fit for me because it involves art. It involves brand, it involves yeah. technology, um, everything. It's just like a perfect fit for me. So I, you know, I couldn't be happier. Yeah. I mean, the story that you're telling, it's kind of all piecing together part of the same wavelength. It seems and this is like, as you said, like the culmination of it. I mean, we you. It's an omni-chain project, meaning like, Convoy Pandas exist on multiple chains. I think right. it was like two or three thousand on Ethereum. Then you guys also did like Polygon, which had like a thousand and change. Avalanche, a thousand and change. Binance Smart Chain. I mean. I think it's a an amazing feat what you guys did and like so that was like the that was the crossover so you had this culmination of events in your life and then you had decided that I want to I want to work in crypto full time and it just so happened to land you land yourself at Convoy Pandas so yeah. um that's how that's the story of like how you got here okay that's great um I want you to explain to someone that's listening to this in like three or six months, like what is, what is Kanpai Pandas? Like what is the vision in your eyes? Right. Um, project? Well, yeah. Well, um, Kanpai Pandas is a, uh, in real life um, experiences NFT first. Um, so that's our main focus. Like, bringing real utility to nfts um we're omni-chain we're um, one of the first two or three um projects to be omni-chain um which is a, a um you know uh, right now everybody's going omni-chain so it's great to be a pioneer in that department um but really the essence of campi pandas is just to be a, a global brand that is, you know, congruent with our audience. Like we're, um, the recent coin is uh, um, sophisticated degenerates. So, it, you know, if you're in crypto, you most people pretty much share the same sentiment. Like we're all here for sort of the same reasons. Um, so uh, by and large, the project is just uh, like-minded people trying to grow this into a, uh, a business of, uh, you know, having fun, living your best life, just uh, experiencing, you know, all the ups and downs of crypto and just, um, you know, the community is is all of it. You know what I mean? Like it's we're not concerned about metaverses or video games or anything. We're just trying to build a brand, have fun um, and do cool things in real life. So, yeah, I noticed that um, like there are a lot of, let's. I'm sure you you remember the NFT. So my first experience with NFTs was in like 2020 ish, 
right after yeah. DeFi summer kind of was when I started like asking myself, like, what is this thing? This is a new um, like sort of asset class. I could see I could see the profile picture kind of trend taking place. And then there were metaverse games that were using NFTs. And then there were Discord communities that, you know, shared research, um, maybe some trading communities, like more in line with uh, my day to day. And then um, there's also like more real world applications of NFTs, like that it might be coming around the corner with real estate deeds and and stuff like that. Um, Some identity um, applications might be coming around the corner. So it's there was a pretty brand new asset class to me. Um, NFTs, but you know, for Kanpai pandas, you know, there's a lot of NFT projects that that say, you know, we we're all about the community. We want to be, you know, representing crypto. We want to be in crypto. All the ups and downs. We want to have real world events. I I checked out the Kanpai pandas website, and one thing that really stuck out to me was there are actually you know events. You know, there's a lot of NFT projects out there that say they're going to have like events and stuff and and they actually never really follow through with them, at least like the ones that I tracked uh, and the teams were not able to deliver. So I, I noticed that like you guys, you guys are actually delivering like <laughs> and there's really cool events. Like if you're a, a football person, I mean, football's season's coming up uh, in, in America. If you're stateside. And there's been football games, right? Raiders, yeah. 49ers. Um, I don't know if there was a, a one in January. I forgot. But there was tons of football events in uh, December, if I recall, right? Yeah. I mean, there's. Uh, we have a, a 15-year lease for Raiders Stadium. So any football game that happens at that stadium, we have um, rights to tickets, to a suite tickets to that. Um, in addition, yeah, fifteen year commercial think, lease. Yeah, and bags. I think he he paid like three hundred grand of his own money just to secure that lease. Um, so it's like that. The, the The running joke is the fifteen year rug. So after fifteen years, we're just packing it up. But um, to your point, <laughs> <laughs> to your point, like the best thing we have going is we we say what we're gonna do and we actually do it. We con- we're constantly over delivering and it's um, it kind of makes you wonder like what all these other NFT projects are doing. You know, th- there's tons of them that have budgets um, that are, you know, 10 times the budgets we have. Um, we're a very small team, you know, we're maybe like five, five or six people and we're oh, wow. constantly just getting stuff done. We don't have this massive um, overhead of tons of employees or, uh oh let me correct myself it's 375k per year for the um for the uh lease on allegiance stadium so um like we're committed to it you know what i mean like and uh the the party we held in vegas pandemonium our goal is (laughs) uh, yeah it was a lit party and it was um we're gonna do it every year and the goal is to make that event as big as um, Coachella or South by Southwest or something like a the crypto version of that. Um, and obviously, you know, um, the goal is to make enough money from that to easily make this project sustainable and profitable, you know, because if you're if NFT projects ultimately are not profitable, they're not going to exist anymore. 
like you're eventually mm -hmm. going to run out of you're going to run out of money like um and that's true for i say you know 90% of nft projects now you actually have to turn your nft project into a business which um a lot don't um they either don't have the experience uh or the model or the wherewithal to actually make that happen so yeah yeah i i agree i think it does have to a lot of people don't understand that you know event at the end of the day yes we want to have fun um we're all friends here it is still a business like in order for us to operate like we need to turn a profit and there has to be value that the, the business generates at the end of the day too but i, I want to just take a step back for for the people who are listening to this like down the road who don't know what pandemonium is can you kind of uh give like the three sentence bullet point review of like what that event was like in las vegas right um yeah it's it was a outdoor venue um that held about twelve thousand. that could has the capacity for twelve thousand people um so uh bags went and recruited um, a bunch of top artists. We had Tiger there, Rich the Kid, Dioro, um, a bunch of other famous DJs. Keyboard Monkey played a set there. And it was like a uh, five-hour festival slash party. And then we had an after party at Dre's in Vegas, which is a super um, crazy hotspot for, uh, for all of Vegas. Like tons of celebrities have residencies there, uh, famous artists. And it was just a badass fun party. And we hope that every year we're just going to make it bigger and bigger. And um, hopefully in the future, get more sponsors, get more people, get just, you know, really blow it up um, to, to, to the point where it's like every crypto person is going to want to go to it. And the cool thing is if you owned a Genesis Campai Panda, you, you got a um, VIP ticket. If you owned a Panda, at all you get in free and it's always going to be like that as long as you own a panda you get in for free so yeah that's exactly that's a great explanation for someone who like might be listening and doesn't know what it is like this and all, all the information is on the website too like there's a whole process of like how do you get your ticket you mint your ticket um and then at the event venue there's like a whole logistics this is like really thought out. This is what I mean. Like when I when I looked at the project, I was like, wow, they're actually, you know, following through. So I my experience and not to kind of like put other projects down, but like this is why I like Compi Panda so much is because like well, I, I had NFTs from other I tried them out. Like I wanted to just dabble myself in there, you know, uh, get a lay of the land of like what are the, what is this new asset class? Because I'm totally new. I was totally new to NFTs in 2020. And then it was really a really clunky experience of like, okay, I'm in New York. Uh, we're supposed to like show the NFT at the door to the bouncer. The bouncer like didn't really know what an NFT even was. He was just like, was, like people were taking screenshots around the corner of the block. And then they're like, hey, yeah, this is my NFT. And then you had like an <laughs> overflow of people at the venue. It was a mess. So like yeah. this is I'm looking at the whole process online now. There's, it's a uh, super well thought out. Obviously, I didn't, I wasn't a, I wasn't a pan in the Panda Fam in August, unfortunately. Um, yeah. But now I am, so I'll be ready for it. Uh, uh, this coming uh, next year. And oh wait, it's 2023 already. I keep forgetting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll probably have it in. Um, probably, we had it in August last year, so we'll probably have it in September, October, maybe this year, um, where it's a little cooler. 
Um, the cool thing about it was the tickets were uh, were issued as NFTs as well. So you could sell them, um, you could send them to your friends. And a lot of actually companies are, um, there's tons of companies now that actually uh, do the ticketing and um, gate access for NFTs. Like we use token proof mm-hmm. and um, there's a bunch that it's, it's obviously a growing field. So there's tons of companies now that are integrating it. So, so like, yeah. if you, like last year, if you bought it, if you bought it, if you minted a uh, Campi Panda, you spent 400 bucks um, and you got to go to the, 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 the party, the party alone, if you would have just bought tickets, probably would have been at least 300 bucks, maybe, maybe more. Um, and then uh, all, plus all the other stuff we did, like bags, he get, I think he gave over um, 500 pandas. Um, and at the time, you're like, oh, what? Well, we were giving away two, three pandas a day in poker. Um, and now if you look at the value of them now, it's like an insane amount of money that he gave away. I think he gave away like 300 pandas, which is like <laughs> 500K in hindsight. So well. <laughs> I, I noticed that uh, I feel like I don't know him obviously as well. You do. You were working with him like quite closely. But yeah. we, I think we should talk about bags just for a hot second, because I feel like he wakes up sometimes and he's like goes on Twitter and he's like, let's give away. Like, where, where is his kindness coming from? As, as someone who doesn't know him personally, obviously, I only know him from Twitter. Yeah, I, th- I think it's just about, it's like spontaneous fun. Like, I'll tell you one thing that's great about Bags is he he just like, once you come up with an idea to do something, he makes sure it gets done. Or he gives you the freedom to get it done. So it's never like, well, I need to think about this or let's... uh you know, let's regroup next week and have a meeting about it. It's just like, yeah, that's a cool idea. Fucking go. And that's, I mean, that's one big reason why we're able to do things so quickly. Like we really don't fuck around. Like um, in a, I guess in a couple weeks, um, we're going to be launching uh, traits um, uh, or the PP decks, which, which is our Panda point system. And you can build your own Panda uh, using points and all um, we spun all this up like in four or five months and it's a really elaborate system the traits will actually um, affect the rarity of the panda so it's a huge complicated formula and operation but we managed to get it done and tons of other nft projects have been working on this for the same thing for years um and you know we're just we're just handling everything as we come. Anything that's a cool idea gets gets greenlit. So, so what what where's the, how does that come to be? Like you guys are, I mean it's a tight ship. It's five six people like you said, um, but you're able to execute and deliver so so effectively. Like where does the where's the alpha? Is everyone just like so aligned on the mission and the vision? Um, and everyone has the liberty to go at their own, like full, like the velocity. I mean, I think you guys are almost like moving forward deadlines and stuff like that. Like, but how does that, how do you guys, how are you guys able to achieve that? What's the um, I think, we, I, I mean, it, we all just work really hard, to be honest. We work nonstop. We work hard. We want to, we want to make this thing succeed. We have a, a great community, tons of 
um, guys from the Discord pitch in and help out. Um, it's just fun, man. Like, honestly, this is the most fun I've had at a job. Um, <laughs> so it's like, it's motivating. You know what I mean? Like, you want to, I wake up every morning, probably like five o'clock every single morning. And the first thing I do is just jump on my computer and start drawing pandas or going through messages and figuring out what I need to do for the day. You know, um, it's just fun, man. It, I, I like, I, I like doing it more than like some of the, some of the hobbies I was really into. So um, from that perspective, I think that's a big part of it. You know, we realize there's a massive opportunity here um, to take a huge market share in NFTs as long as we keep delivering. So um, that's what we're going to keep doing. Yeah. I think you just said the secret sauce right there. That's how I feel about trading. Like, before I, before I got into crypto, I was working uh, as a consultant in New York for banks and, like, big tech companies. And, yeah, it paid a lot, but, like, I wasn't, like, super happy about waking up every single day. But when I wake up and I, and I – trading is just super fun to me. And I'm having yeah. – like, when you're having fun, it doesn't feel like work. You know what I mean? And you're eager to do it, like, at 5 a.m., like you said, every single day. You, you want to go look around on charts, whatever – look at some data if you're uh into like on-chain analysis on nansen so i'm sure like you wake up and you're like okay <laughs> i'm gonna go straight to my computer and like like you said you're gonna start drawing and that's like how you start your day is that actually how you start your day do you make coffee or anything like that yeah <laughs> yeah i make coffee but i i usually have to wait till like 6 or six thirty to make it because it because because i have one of them grinding machines it's too loud so um, I usually just chill for like an hour and then I'll make coffee. But yeah, <laughs> is that, is that day, my so. choice? Is, is bags not paying enough for a, a brand new coffee machine or? <laughs> uh, no, man, it's just loud. It's, it's, it, I mean, it's one of the fancy coffee machines. It's just loud. You know what I mean? I don't want to wake anybody up. But um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you got to have coffee every day, man. I don't, I don't go a day without coffee. So yeah, I need coffee too. I love coffee. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to guess you drink straight up. No sugar, no milk. Nah, nah, bro. I need a little bit of both. <laughs> actually, do, actually, due to agave syrup, man, I like agave syrup. Tastes better to me to me than regular sugar. Wow, that is not what I would expect. That, that that's not the answer I would expect, but I can see it now. Yeah, just to give y'all in the audience a little background, like Professor and Shaggy is like one of the first crypto community people that I ever like engaged with like i found professor on freaking tiktok like it's wild <laughs> and then um i went to i went up this is during the pandemic and I, that's when i really started getting into crypto i would i had always been into crypto from like 2017 18 um and then when the pandemic hit is when i um saw professor's tiktok and i went to his discord and i made so many friends um, on his discord uh and that's like really what springboarded me into being like obsessed with crypto and the market and everything but wow i didn't know that was like your first touch point you know what's funny that whole tiktok project that i made when i was yeah. just posting like all my trades because i was wasn't doing anything i was in quarantine i was stuck inside so i was like you know what everyone's on tiktok these days so i'm gonna just post my trades on tiktok and see what happens and then all of a sudden like things were getting like five hundred thousand views i was like wait this is what i do every single day well how are people 
so interested in this stuff. It is so cringe. Some of the stuff that I look back now, like two, three years later, I'm like, wow, I can't believe I posted like my PLs, like the wins, the losses. I was like, this is so cringe. You were like the OG financial bro. <laughs> I know. There's so many. No, but I, I like Twitter better. I think the, the the Twitter audience is way more sophisticated than the TikTok audience in terms of like um, oh, yeah. people who are trading. Yeah, they're the, I don't want to speak poorly. Like it's just that there's some people on TikTok that they're like they're like doctors or they're lawyers and then he starts they're the reply guys are like saying i'll see you at like 5k like, <laughs> and like you did this like hour research that like we get the bottoms in it should be in like the volumes all the yeah. seller, four sellers are done like and then they're like i'll see you at 5k dude and i'm like wow <laughs> man yeah. this is a hard audience <laughs> yeah it's so weird because the the tiktok the, the entire tiktok audience is like a whole other level of crypto people like I almost feel bad for them because we're like at such an advantage having so much more knowledge on, uh, on, on the markets in general. Like they basically just get shilled, you know, these shit coins all day and they just like buy into them. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. I think that's a problem in our industry. So like, and, and I think it's going to happen for NFTs too. So like a lot of casual viewers on TikTok, a lot of casual scrollers on Reddit or even Twitter, they might come across this large account that has like 500k followers and they're posting about a project and behind the scenes they don't know that this person was just paid five thousand dollars to do this post or to do this video to do this research um and i think i think the industry is doing getting a little bit better about like hey this is a promotional post or um hey i was paid to like post this research and stuff like that but before, yeah. like two, three years ago, this was um, Wild Wild West is a term used so often that it's kind of losing its, um, like, the original meaning of what that means. But it truly was the Wild Wild West because you're watching these accounts on TikTok that might have even bought their followers that are posting, like, Shiba Inu whale, like, fork. And then they're just, yeah. they, they buy it and then it's like, okay, you just basically rob somebody. So yeah, well, the, cra- the crazy thing about TikTokers was they're always like, no matter what coin they bought, they were like, if this goes to dollar, if this goes to a dollar, I'm gonna be a billionaire. You know, yeah. it's like everything can go to a dollar. It doesn't matter market cap or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no math. Um, There's no uh, computation with the uh, market cap and price. No one, no one has. Not that many people. Like, if you're a doctor or you're not in this field of like finance. You might not think about oh, it's price times, you know, shares outstanding equals market cap, right? Like you might that might not be second nature to you, yeah. So kind of get it, but then it's just that this was something they they scroll through it and they think that this person's reputable because they have so many followers. They might even be verified, and uh, I don't know. I just I wish it was uh, the industry is a little more forgiving in that regard in terms of like how hard it is to be, you know posting quality content um, while, you know, making it a business of yours, if it is a business of yours, being honest that like, hey, this is actually a partnership, you know? Yeah. Well, it's also uh, like this industry is brutal, you know, like even you could be the smartest motherfucker too and you you just get rugged by FTX, like, and there's nothing you can do about it. You know, know. it's just like, it's like, you know. Horrible. 
yeah, it's the it, it's swimming with the sharks, man. And you got to make a decision to do it or not. You know, like the rewards are great, but um, you can you can lose everything too. So it's like, uh, you know, how how risk adverse are you really? Yeah, you know, for someone who's new to NFTs, that's getting into that might be watching this is interested in Combi Pandas because we're gonna post this. What are some security? I I know there's a probably like like the thirty people watching this are probably like, oh, this is like newbie stuff. But I'm mm-hmm. NFTs is only gonna be is only gonna grow. Like I, I'm a perfect example of that. Like I didn't know what an NFT was in 2020, 2023. You know, I'm buying an NFT that's like five ETH. So what would you say to a newbie? Like in order to protect my NFT, I don't want to get hacked. I hear about all these hacks. Um, you know, what would you say to someone that's like just getting into it for security? Never, ever click on any link that you don't know it's official, like period. Like always go to the official Twitter and click on the link from there. Um, Never, ever, like never, ever keep more than you can afford to lose on your wallet. Like I get why people keep stuff on a hot wallet because maybe you're trading or you need to move stuff around a lot or whatever, but just know that you click the wrong thing, it can disappear and there's nothing you can do really. So uh, if you're super paranoid, get a, get a ledger or if you have something super valuable, like, you know, if you hear, you hear those stories about someone losing $2 million in NFTs from a hot wallet, it's like, bruh, that's $2 million, man. (laughs) It's brutal. brutal. Yeah. So um, that, but, 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 you know, people, things that happen like that, like you lose $2 million in a hot well wallet, I'm going to assume you have $20 million in your bank account. Like you just wouldn't. Some people might have their entire <laughs> net worth in their MetaMask. Yeah. Maybe. So, yeah. I, I guess that, you know, word to the newbies, just don't click on anything. Don't believe anybody. Uh, just, you know, yeah. Guard, guard. You know, you know what you know what I equate NFTs to? NFTs are like cash. Like if you would you go to the grocery store and put cash on the counter and um you know expect it to stay there, you know what I mean? If someone <laughs> if someone if someone takes your if, if you lose your cash, do you do you really think you're gonna get it back by like No, yeah, you're the, the expectation is <laughs> out there. Yeah. Um, so if you play it out like a, a hundred times I would say the ex- expectation is like probably not getting it back but there there's another thing so I think those are good security points so like the, the other thing is that like there are a lot so I'm in New York right now and like there are a lot of like these NFT events in New York and yeah. you and also there was a there was an event like in in South America Colombia I think um, where you know you go to these events Obviously, it's like pretty high net worth people. And then maybe some bad actors, you know, they start hearing about this event at this club venue or at this venue, um, this restaurant, whatever it is. And then like, you know, it's a it's a it's a site of attack almost like where there's a concentration of these individuals that belong in this community. And then it doesn't take too much uh, research to go. You know, what is this NFT on OpenSea? Oh, the floor price is like 10 ETH, which I think Panda's is easy going to get to. But like, and then like, you know, they're going to just wait, like these bad actors are just going to wait around this venue and maybe 
you know, hold you up. You know, I've heard some sto- like pretty bad stories about this. So like for me, when I went to an avalanche con- uh not a concert, conference in Barcelona, I was going with, uh, I'm part of Intern Dow, and a bunch of us just said, you know what, like, we're going to be super low-key about this. I'm deleting MetaMask off my phone. Um, any crypto, like, exchange app, Coinbase, Binance, Bybit, whatever, KuCoin, whatever you use, I'm, I'm going to delete it off my phone. Like, I'm not risking it because people have, like, these sophisticated scanners now where, like, they can, like, make a replica of your phone or something like that. And then, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's super weird, like, how these hackers are able to come up with uh, such sophisticated ways to like break like copy your phone into like another phone yeah or the, never heard the of this sim one, swap. Like, this this the sim swap is notorious like they can they swap your sim card and then anything you send out gets goes to a different network or something is that how they yeah they, that they can hack into your wallets that way but yeah it's super it's super risky man it's better to keep a low profile, I guess. Yeah, I think that's also a security um, measure that people can take. Keep a low profile, especially if you're going to events. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want to. I want to hear your thoughts on something like the NFT bull run that we had. Uh, I mean, you you just got into crypto. You said around like around that time period, right? Yeah. So you yeah. Experienced that. Yeah, I I remember seeing NFTs. I wasn't really into them. Um, because probably like most people, I thought it was just it was just bullshit. Like, why would you pay that much for a picture? Um, but what uh, I really what, changed. My, what was the my, flipping point for you? You just said that because I, I was in that camp too. I was in that yeah. camp. I'm curious because I mean, you're now the creative director of Combo mm-hmm. Pandas. Like, what was that flipping point for you? Because a lot of yeah. people are going to be going through this process, and if you're listening to this, maybe you don't have you have one or you don't have one. What was your like conversion probably like what at what point were you like this is not actually bullshit well i first started to see like how much they were actually selling for right that's your first indicator you're like well you know if some if somebody's paying this much for it they must want it for a reason right um but i really started to view nfts as like uh, almost like being a shareholder of a company but even better right you have more influence than I would say even a shareholder has because um, you're, you know, you're, you're not on the board yet. Like I can own Apple stock and I send Apple an email, ain't shit going to happen. Right. Um, But if you're part of the community, you can at least understand what's going on with the business and have a, you're essentially having a piece of that business. So just having the picture is not, like the the art itself um, doesn't really matter as much. You know, it's like, what do you want to attach yourself to, you know, financially? Like, where do you see the, the most promise? The, the best analogy I can come up with is I feel like NFTs are like what um, YouTube did to content creators, right? So NFTs allow somebody to start a bit a business idea essentially whether you're making a video game whether you want to start an events company whatever it is right this allows you to get initial funding and then the um your your, the people that are loyal to you are bought into your project are rewarded right and then you can grow the business through you know external things so same thing with the youtube creators like they got to the point where they didn't need middlemen you know we don't need to make a pilot we don't need to go 
get funding to to get on NBC or whatever that you know we have we don't have to broadcast on a a fixed station so mm-hmm. um it's basically like ip incubation um that's the way i view it now so like pfp is such a small portion of what nfts are now. um like your nfts can be anything now and as long as you believe in what the founders are doing then um you just get on for the ride yeah I like what you said. So do you think Convive Pandas, the project, is on track to do what kind of like you, you said, like the analogy was what YouTube did with creators? Yeah, I I honestly believe we're going to smash it. Like we're going to we're going to break through uh, to our, our see our goal is like to really elevate the Campai brand to be uh, globally recognized, mainstream recognized. Whoa. And is someone getting liquidated? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm getting all these Discord alerts. <laughs> My liquidation alerts. What happened? What Asia just woke up. It's eight o'clock here. Yeah, they're dumping. Looks like they're dumping. Shoot. I had a short on OP that I closed, but it's okay. Uh, it's okay. Whatever. I'm not really in many trades right now. Yeah. You heard all the Discord alerts firing off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty off. Did something um, happen? Are we missing some news? I don't think so. It looks, it, yeah, it looks like Asia's waking up. It's eight thirty right now, so yeah, yeah. I don't know, normal stuff. Um, yeah, I forgot what I was saying. Well, I, I asked you basically, like, so the analogy you said before uh, was that YouTube basically enabled creators uh, to create their IP. They kind of separated themselves out from the middleman. You're not broadcasting yourself on a channel per se. Right. Um, but you. But that all being said, you still are at the, uh, whoa, this is getting nasty. I don't know if anything happened. Let me know if, if anyone's watching and knows if there was something that happened. Let me know. I, oh, ISO's on. <clears throat> ISO's a prominent trader. I don't yeah. know if uh, he knows what's going on or shown. I think he was skiing today, so he might not be trading. Um, but anyways, like, is Kanpai, do you think Kanpai Pandas is on track to do something similar? And if so, like, uh, can you explain how? Um, no, I, well, well, I think our, our biggest, at least from my perspective, our biggest opportunity is, is via brand to become a huge profitable business identity is through brand. And, and how do we do that? Um, first, we have a good product. Uh, we have a good community. Um, we have the, a brand that sort of encapsulates the uh, zeitgeist of the times, which I think is what we have. This is why we're all in crypto, right? This is why we're, we're like it's. To me, it feels like we're the pioneers of the new of the new economy and the new uh, not even economy, the new social movement in terms of like what people are receptive to. You know, crypto was was essentially so adopted by young people because they found, they see it as an opportunity to actually make money outside of having a shitty job for your entire life right or mm-hmm. working yeah. working a low wage your entire life and that's it's not just crypto it's like how many how many ki- how many young kids are 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 trading options on robin hood right like yeah. the the level of of financial um 
uh, financial awareness for this generation is so much higher than say when I was a kid. I couldn't even open a trading account when I was younger. Like I had to fax application and shit and <laughs> wait, wait two weeks. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it really was like the only people that were, inv were investing were people that were in their forties. Right. Like nobody. And now there's so much more financial awareness. There's so, so much more entrepreneurialism, like spirit within people. Um, so I, you know, I think we're aligned with that. Like we're, we have this um, uh, work hard entrepreneurial spirit about our company. Um, and we have this sophisticated degenerate vibe um, and it permeates through our brand. We're a 100% congruent from our founder to myself, to anybody that's on the team. We're all, you know, what we represent as a brand is what we actually are. Um, so uh, our product is, um, congruent with that. Right. And I think people recognize that when people see, um, are going to start seeing our stuff out there, seeing our logos, seeing our parties, seeing the stuff that we're doing. Um, they're going to want a piece of that. Like even in pandemonium, there was a bunch of people that were there that were just normies, you know, they didn't know shit about crypto or NFTs. And they were just like, what the fuck? All these little panda guys are so cool. You know, they, 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 you know, you don't understand it, but you just want to be a part of it because it's, you know, it's just good vibes, really. Um, yeah, yeah. So, Dude, yeah, that's I think crazy, we're going to make it, man. I think we're going to make it big, um, else I wouldn't be doing this. And I've worked for tons of startups and companies, and um, this is, the, in my opinion, the best opportunity I've had in my lifetime, um, and I'm not going to squander that. So um, we're going to do our best. Yeah, I could tell, you know, you're passionate about this just by the way you talk about it. And I think like, you know, bags gives you that freedom to run and you're just like you're executing um, your role as creative director. Um, yeah. So I, and, I, and I, by the way, I think that is the key differentiator of like how is Kanpai Pandas different from other NFT projects. It's that like you guys actually are delivering. You know, there's a there's a there's a point in time in the last crypto bull run when like NFT avatars could play games and like there's this play to earn concept. Are are you familiar with this concept? Yeah, yeah. Is there because the lot you know we have like 18 minutes left. I want to talk about like what the future pl uh, plans are f uh, for Compi Pandas, but actually before we get into that, I wanted to get so. We were talking about the uh, the previous NFT bull run. There was largely profile picture projects, communities, crypto communities uh, of all sizes, all sorts from all corners of the world. Um, and then there was also like you know these trading communities. There's these NFT uh, communities. There was just like NFT projects for everything. I think there was NFT projects for like like dog communities, like local to like you know your town and stuff yeah. so what is that type of speculation going to happen again do you think because actually i'll, I'll just stop there i'll just stop there um well you know uh, like the cool thing is we're multifaceted right so we're gonna have all these in real life 
um, activations and events and things going on. And we're also tackling the Web3 stuff. We, we have our complete point system, reward system that doesn't involve staking. We're going to have a full-blown casino where you'll be able to spend those points and, you know, do whatever you want. Go and it's PvP or you can do poker tournaments or anything. And these points are fine. <laughs> Time out, time out. Uh, for the casino, for those who don't know, because there might be people watching this that don't know anything. Like, what is the casino concept? Um, we, uh, we, so basically, eat, your pandas accrue points daily, right? Or they're gonna very soon um, accrue points daily. So what you want to do with these points is up to you. You can buy new traits to increase the rarity of your panda, or you can go, we're going to have a full-blown casino that has poker, uh, blackjack, a bunch of other games, slot machines, and what you can do is you can go use your points. These are, they're basically fun points. Like you can do whatever you want with them and you can go in, but, and we're going to have a full sports book. So imagine you go into a sports book and you, oh and you wager all your points on a, on, on a single game and you win. Right. Um, then you get to come back into the, our PP decks platform and you can buy a bunch of traits and increase the rarity of your Panda, or you can do, save your points. You can, um, there's tons of different things, and you can send your points to any of the pandas that you want to. So you can resell your panda with a bunch of points attached to it. So inherently, like increasing its value, increases the value. Yeah, exactly. Wow, you that, you know, um, I'm very bullish crypto gambling. I think, and and I'm glad you mentioned sports. I'm very interested in. Uh, we don't have to go into the details of like. Actually, why not? Like, what kind of sports? Uh, are people going to be able to, you know, place wagers on? Uh, pretty much everything. It's a full-blown sports book. Holy smoke. So, like, you're talking like a, like a FanDuel, almost like a roll bit, maybe? Yeah. Like, you can pick. Um, there'll be – there's pretty much every single sport we're, like, connected to whatever the API feeds for the game scores and everything is. You'll yeah. be able to wager on all um, all the sports. I don't know. Like, I haven't been in it a ton, but I've seen like all the sports you can gamble on. I don't know if you can do parlays or or um, comp more complex betting things yet, um, but you can bet on tons of sports um, all day long, all night long, whatever you want, um, and you're just using your Panda points. So, um, And we're also going to have mini games um, uh, like, uh, you know, casual games, we do like marble races in our Discord all the time. I see that? Uh, I saw that for the panda too. The yeah, marble so, race is crazy. Yeah, basically the, the the whole point system is just to have everybody engage and and everybody having fun. Like there's sometimes some nights in their Discord, there'll be people betting pandas with each other <laughs> um, on a on a single sports game. Like at night, that's how DJ we are. So. Um, the point that, system will, will get everybody involved. Even if you own one panda, you'll get enough points to go. Like if you can't afford the top tier trades with your points, you can go try to YOLO it all in a casino and then, you know, come back with more points. So um, we're finding creative ways to use the points. We're going to try to extend the points to real life stuff. Like imagine if you have a ton of points and you go to pandemonium and um, you know, you can use your points for discounts on drinks or, or hotels or, airfare whatever it is you know what i mean it's it's basically like credit card rewards points you can do whatever you want with it and and the more you're engaged with the community the more uh you'll get dude that's so awesome man i mean i i don't 
I don't see a world when like there are not just a bunch of guys and gals betting on like sports. Cause like the other day, um, keyboard monkey, which I know, you know, um, he tweeted that he was, uh, betting the Bengals. So if you guys are not from the States, Bengals football team, I'm, I'm also, I was also thinking Bengals are going to win that game. And he had this suggestion that like, you can go and roll bit (laughs) and, and get a loan, an instant loan from your NFT. Now I, I, I heard a roll bit from my friend, like, um, who is CEO of like a metaverse company, and he's he was like, you got to check this out. He and I, I looked at it, I was like, okay, this looks kind of sketchy, whatever. And now Keyboard Monkey is like six months, eight months later, using this thing, instant six hundred dollar loan. I just all in the Bengals money line, and the Bengals won. I repaid the loan. <laughs> um, unfortunately, if you follow that tweet, uh, he 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 won the bet, and then he put it all on. Uh, what was it? Was it the Chiefs? Or no, he bet he bet the Cowboys, and the oh, Cowboys man. flopped that game. I don't think there's a single happy Cowboys fan uh, yeah. this past weekend. I think there's a lot. I'm of actually TV a cow- I'm actually a huge Cowboys fan. So I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, that was an upsetting game to watch. I, I thought they were gonna win too, and I I didn't bet that. I, I think basically how it works is like he has to repay the loan, or or like I think Rollbit <laughs> takes control of his NFT and like liquidates it. So yeah. he had to put up the money. Um, yeah, but, I mean, I, I guess I guess it's good to do just in a pinch. Like if you if you win, then no problem, right? You just just walk out with with a with a bag full of cash. So so yeah, good, exactly. Um, so what if you had a magic wand right now, and this magic wand could do anything you want with uh, by pandas? What what would what would you do? Is there like any problems that you're saying? Like, what is the gap? Is there a gap? Because everything you're saying is so bullish. Like, give me something like a little bearish. Yeah. Um, I would say that I would say that uh, you know uh, we're we're probably like the best performing NFT this entire bear market. Um, so I just I can't imagine what's going to happen if we keep delivering and we get into a bull market eventually. Um, so I, I really did. I, I think sky's the limit, but uh, I would say the biggest hurdle is probably, um, probably a scale, like growing, um, growing to the scale of the project. Like as we keep adding more and more things, you know, you get into things like um, you need more staff, you need more support, you need to worry about, x y and z happening like the point system that we're introducing is incredibly um complicated like what if we get hacked what if there's um some kind of exploit to it and um it's hard to keep your eyes on everything at all times so i would say that's that would probably be my biggest worry like being able to scale um appropriately and like in a secure way, uh, I think everyone knows what happened with Axie when they started making their own chain. There was like a Ronin that was like I think the largest uh, hack of that of that era in crypto. It's like six hundred mil or five hundred eighty three mil. Yeah, Just, that's so I can definitely feel like the concern, and you know, being such a top quality, I think there's definitely eyeballs. So. I don't know yeah. who's uh, running security, but uh, Combat Panda's defense 
got to be <laughs> A1 <laughs> for the uh, upcoming bull run. Yeah, for sure, man. We're, I mean, we, we even had to hire a, um, a company to help us get rid of um, phishing Twitter accounts and Discord, uh, you know, Discord bots trying to get people seed phrases and stuff. So, um, you know, we're it's uh, it's an unfortunate, ugly part of crypto. But, you know, what can you do? Mm-hmm. And. A little birdie just told me that we do, in fact, have parlays, horses, greyhounds, baseball, soccer, man, you name it. We're going to have it in a sports book. So horses. Uh, oh, my goodness. I yeah. used to go to those when I was a little kid. And. Uh, yeah. Oh, man, horse race. <laughs> so, oh, man, there's so many questions I want to ask in the last eight minutes. Uh, if By the way, if you guys have questions, just like comment it on the, the Twitter thread. I got a notification. Um, What's up, dude? I, I figured I'd say hi. We yo, I saw like a year, like I don't know, maybe two years now, maybe, maybe longer. I know, so, I know. What's up? What happened uh, with this BTC move? Or what are you? What are we gonna say? I don't know. I told people market was tired this morning. I I de-risked a lot this morning. I don't want to deal with it when I'm skiing, and also like you just have to be realistic with some of these moves. And um, people de-risk as we go into FOMC, I think. And I mean, we were hitting some levels. BTC was pretty flush with longs. ETH shorts were just kind of, they were much less. And then if you looked at all the funding rates across the board, like it was definitely coming in from a lot of the negative funding we've seen, right? Which is the squeeze power. And so APT was probably like one of the negative ones and just made sense like around that level and the way that uh, market structure was looking on low timeframe that it could be distributive. I still think like, you got to get people bearish on the dip, consolidate a little bit, go up. But market macro kind of needs to get through a couple things beginning of February. Um, maybe things reprice a little bit. But like as if inflation data is still soft and you know the market continues to call Fed bluff, then it's going to go up. I mean, I'm still pretty bullish for Q1. Um, but, you know, you got to realize like we went straight up from the beginning of the year. So I know. Um, it's a crazy it move. So you can't, you just always have to check yourself. Like the, some of the returns were pretty insane, especially trading like some perps on leverage. I was just like, this is, this is insane. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So build your stack, protect the capital and then buy back later. I think unless you just own pandas and they go up while he goes up the whole time. Which is <laughs> the biggest thing. Chilling in yeah. pandas. Stable coins, I mean, they're my stable. I don't know nearly enough pandas says some of these other people, but you know, to echo everything that said, said, has said, it's funny to say that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they play into growth markets and they're doing things that other uh projects aren't. And the leadership of the team, if you pay attention, is very apparent that not only do they have past work experience, but uh. It's not really, it's cliche to say they're passionate, but like they're, they're, they're breaking ground on a lot of things. Like you look, look who do, who's doing all the omni-chain or going multi-chain now, right? Like, yeah, the ghosts were first, but like one of the things I've always thought about NFTs, and I think people were really shocked when I got into the pandas and started tweeting about them nonstop and still do, uh, is because if something works and it keeps working, there's no reason to sell it, right? And like, dude, the PPDEX hasn't even launched the opportunity on the brand set side, which is, you know, said has uh, a history in that in that realm. And then the connections that Bags has 
if you look at what markets they play into on like, yes, sports betting is a massive market. You can't turn on the TV without it's legal now. Right. So everyone is a degenerate. Uh, so I think the sophisticated degenerate meme and like tagline of the pandas is so incredible and funny that uh, it's going to become contagious. And like, as more and more people see the opportunity set and understand, like it's fusing web two and web three, um, the whole idea of collecting digital assets and traits and whatnot is very much what you see in, in kind of the video game world now. Right. So like, I don't know, for example, like those infinity pandas, those things probably worth a lot. They're like an annuity. They'll accrue value every single day and you'll be able to resell that as long as the retention ratio on the PP decks is there because people want to play that game and the entry point is a panda. And then if you want to really level up and, you know, eventually maybe, uh, some of that, some of those traits become like in real life things, right? Like people sell sneakers now and get NFT with it, right? So I don't know, some of these hoodies on these pandas, pretty cool. Like when they say they're trying to build a brand, yeah, it's an NFT project, but they're trying to build something iconic that resonates with people universally. And so to me, Panda is a really good pet, hasn't been done in NFTs. Um, and the culture behind it and, and what they're preaching is like massive to where people's heads are at nowadays and the younger generations and like how they spend their time and, and uh, value things. So I, I mean, I can't just, I, I have to like say it every day on Twitter. Just so I'm like, I don't want people to miss out. They're like, I'm not going to buy it at two ETH. It's going to be seven ETH. And then, <laughs> you know, it's the same thing that happens with the penguins, right? The market yeah, yeah, cap yeah. of the projects is 25 million. <laughs> at 10, I said it was going to go there. And now 25 is going to go to 50. And I think what's going to happen in NFTs is it's is, is going to be a really big bull market and people don't understand why. And I just outlined the reasons why. It's going to create the adoption and relatability of crypto to the normie world because it is something that if presented in the right way, they're going to be able to understand the concept and see like, okay, this makes sense. And it's not blockchain in your face. It's a hybrid model. Um, yeah. So if, if uh, that, that was well said. Case, if that's the case, then capital is going to come into the space. And so once capital comes into the space and institutional money or whatever you want to call it, those valuations all go up. We saw it in gaming and metaverse. If you were early to gaming and metaverse, you saw what happened in that space, like big companies changed their names and stuff. Like it just takes one kind of like big moment uh, for something to happen in the NFT space to where you get a flood of it and you want to be there first. And so look, this, I think the mint was in this last spring and, and we were just buying these things. And there was a small group of us and there's a small group of people that always start off in a community, build it something bigger. Those people get rewarded because they were early. It doesn't always work, but some ideas just make sense. They click. If you were a penguin early, there you go. Um, I, I don't really, I was not in like apes or anything like that or crypto punks, but I think that was more like not as clear cut. Like these guys have revenue streams that are going to drive valuation. Like it, they, they have that lined up on uh a number of ways in real life events ticketing uh pp decks like how that opens up brand deals merchandise like you name it the other stuff everything was a metaverse project but it's never going to make it because like no one's ever going to make a metaverse project so it's a new era of nfts in my opinion nfts 2.0 um and like for a 2.0 to happen and work 
it needs to not be like the the scam or rug that happened in the past yes yes here here's what i have to so and we were trying we were briefly talking about this said so like i was asking you about the last nft bull run and um as everyone on this you know spaces knows when the nft bid leaves it really leaves there's no like order book it's not like uh you can't see oh someone's bidding you know 23k btc when the bid is gone it's completely gone for nfts and i had this thesis like i was thinking about this new asset class burgeoning asset class and i was thinking like okay in this bull run there were literally so many people who the, the nfts was their first point of entry into crypto which is great um but they got a lot of these people got burned right and they, mm-hmm. that might leave a really really salty you know taste in some of these you know first time normie people getting into crypto for the f- very first time it might leave a really bad taste in their mouth so i had this thesis so i was like okay these people are probably never coming back to crypto but then i thought you know recently like um we had the same thing for icos like if you're in crypto in like 2016 2017 you were sending money to a, a, a like a wallet and then hoping that they would send you some coins back for for like an ico um those people eventually they came back right they actually came back and that's what made me go like i i thought about this thesis again that like okay this type of speculation might not ever happen again for nfts and and i recently came to the conclusion like well what about those icos in 2016 2017 where people were sending literally thousands if not millions of dollars into you know these random metamask wallets hoping that this uh, smart contract is going to send me back uh some coins of this project they those people came back in 2020 2021 right um that is human nature (laughs) yeah it's also like uh like these a lot of these nft projects are started by really young inexperienced people and what is a young inexperienced person going to do right when they get four million dollars at mint or whatever it is right like so many NFT projects that were around um, or earlier in the year, they never took their funds out of ETH or Solana. And no. they're, they're, they're facing 80% drawdowns. Like yeah. your operational budget is fucked at this point. So like, what are you going to do? You could have a most elaborate roadmap ever, but you don't have the capital to do anything. Um, and at that point, if you're young and you're scared, you're probably just like, fuck it, I'm out. Right. So if you look at at us, Bags is already successful. He doesn't need to do this project like he's doing it because he enjoys it or he, he's looking forward to the challenge of it. Right. He doesn't need it financially. I'd have a lot more faith in a founder like that than I would a 22 year old kid who doesn't even know anything about finances or have any life experience to, you know, hope that he makes me, you know, 10 X on my money. It's probably not going to happen in most cases, you know, there's, there's outliers for everything, but in most cases, um, you know, a lot can go wrong in a very short time. Yeah. I definitely had a ton of friends in New York that quit their tech job in 2020 because they got in early on some, Solana project. I think Solana was a really, really that, you know, I don't the the darling of NFTs chain uh, in 2020, 2021. 
and they were counting their net worth in NFTs. And I said, well, that's I, these people were outperforming me. And I've been trading since like 2016. And I was like, what are they doing? Like just buying pictures and then selling them to the next person. And I was just like criticizing them. Well, they were saying, well, you buy Bitcoin and then you sell it to the next person. And I was like, okay, fine, fine. I get it. Uh, but they didn't sell the NFTs. And then now, and then they had this eight, this 80%, you know, drawdown. And they're like, wait, holy crap. Wait, I'm not, I'm actually not as wealthy as I thought I was. Um, but is that really like how NFTs is going to be in the next bull run too? Or do you see it evolving in a different light said or ISO? Because um, is the PFP thing like, I'm trying to think about like, what is the next generation? So like now we have NFTs that are actually delivering on their, on their promises, right? We have real like in world events and we're not just saying that it's actually real, um, like that's a big major step because the other ones I, I like I had a pretty rough experience with some of those events. This is actually, mm-hmm. you know, the next step, I think, in the right direction. Is this like the evolution of uh, of NFTs? Personally, I feel like there's there's basically two roads you can go. Um, you can go IP road, right? You make a very cool IP. You have cool characters or something that is unique or a unique proposition about your project and you get you achieve mass adoption right that's our goal because there's a ton of money to be made in markets outside of crypto right why do you have to be in in crypto the other realm is going in deep into web3 so like what yuga is doing right they're making um the other verse and all that stuff but their budgets are enormous so i have faith in them to make something that consumers are actually going to want to participate in. I don't have the same faith in um, somebody just saying, I'm going to hire a team full of freelancers in India and make my own video game. The odds are of them making a game that somebody actually wants to play is very, very slim. Like I, I would like, I think the metaverse by and large is probably just a bunch of shit, right? Like you could have a very cool, football simulator on on a vr headset right and that'll be fun for about 10 minutes but the truth is you'd rather spend three hours playing madden because it's a superior game the 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 actual experience of like you know having the headset on your eyes or being deeper in the experience is doesn't necessarily equate to success right Mm -hmm. so what what what's the end game? Are you trying to get users and make money, or are you trying to uh, revolutionize or force some experience? VR has been around s- since the early '90s. I remember like VR arcades opening, and they were shit. Like it was a great experience the first couple times you did it, right? Um, but you know it just dies down. It's just not that fun. Call of Duty is more fun than walking around a blockchain version of second life right mm. so you got to go where the money is for so or for like, me like my opinion is like for especially for these small nascent markets it's always about like what's going to be sexy or what's going to be a narrative in you know 6 months time 3 months time and nothing, in my opinion, is sexier and more alluring than the idea 
of uh, being able to generate a yield or make money off of something. That's why I feel like that play to earn narrative was so appealing. And so it made sense to a lot of people. It was gaming and making money to a lot of people. People were, right. were putting a signing million dollar pre seed, pre project, pre like pre lot, <laughs> like pre anything. Like they didn't even have they had the white paper was like half done. Um, the idea was like half baked, like and the people were writing one million dollar checks and just saying metaverse play to earn and, you know, just have a little concept of a game that is i think in my opinion like what draws in people to speculate and then when those people initially are drawn in then they they start seeing the idea play out um prices of things are going up and then the team is actually making money so they're actually building stuff and then it just kind of perpetuates um itself that's kind of how i see like you know nfts in general i'm pretty cynical of a person i would say like when i analyze things but um like I don't know. I see a world maybe like the pandas can have like a game. Uh, do you know RuneScape said? Yeah, yeah. Like a little game like that where like there's like panda battles or something like that. And then you could stake items, you could stake whatever, and you could like battle each other for it. I mean, people already in the Discord are betting um, pandas against each other, like you said. <laughs> um, like something like that would be pretty crazy. Like everyone's hanging out in the metaverse. So there's two ways. Like, there was the in real the the real world route where you unite the community in real world event and stuff like that, and then there's actually the metaverse route where I feel like you can make like a, <clears throat> I don't know, not like a decentraland because um, that's quite vast, but more right. like a, a contained world where like it's like you hang out with uh, other pandas from around the world or you can even um, battle them. I don't know. I'm just yeah. thinking, my mind's going off when when the. When the idea is like super imaginative, that's when the speculation comes in, and that's where that allure comes in, in my opinion. Right. Well, I think even... less is more, and simplicity is going to win in the end. You try to create like a whole virtual world and this metaverse concept. I mean, to interrupt you said, but like the the games that do well are like simple games, right? And there's no, there's not really a learning curve. And if you want to talk about the metaverse, okay, well bunch of pandas are hanging on the pp decks betting with each other talking in chat rooms or playing marbles and doing mini games that's the metaverse you're a bunch of fucking avatars on the internet all over the world like we're doing it on twitter we're doing it on spaces right now this is the metaverse in my mind crypto has been ahead of the rest of the world and when the metaverse term caught fire and like actual like tradfi guys came in and were just buying up these tokens uh you know at ridiculous valuations we dumped on all of them we won <laughs> and now they're left holding the bag so like whether that happens with nfts 2.0 i don't know but it can get really dumb on a valuation uh standpoint if some if a wave like that happens again i think something actually needs to stick in crypto though for it to have like the the longevity that it that everyone envisions um and you know, not Bitcoin, um, maybe ETH, but just like if you t- if you talk to someone about like I, I talk to like every single person I know about the pandas because they're like, what are you doing in crypto? Like, it's been a rough ride. I'm like, well, not really. I'm in NFTs and I'm in some of these other things. And then like, you know, I took my nephew to dinner tonight. Uh, he's an 11 year old. I gave him a Genesis for Christmas. I'm like, yo, you know how much your pandas worth? 
he's like, oh, wait, <laughs> no, like, really? And then I get home and my niece, who's nine, was like, I was looking at the penguins today and it looks like they've come down in price. This is like the thing that people need to understand. The cultural and demographic shift is of younger generations getting older and already adopting this when they're younger is going to drive the, the whole movement, in my opinion, that because yeah. they're very accustomed to it already. It's just hard for people to see that. And it's a longer term trade like that. Yep. It's, it's not flipping a token because no goddamn token has ever delivered a single thing. Uh, I mean, it's just like there there's not a, a user base in a lot of these tokens that's non crypto native, I should say. Yeah. Well said, Iso. I I agree fully. Um, it's it's funny because if you really think about it, me, why is metaverse connected to crypto, right? Like, I get that maybe like financial tra- transactions might be facilitated, but gaming companies have been trying to do metaverse for decades. Like, you had Second Life, you had the the, the Sony PlayStation thing. You, all, all this, the, even even with a meta right now, that this stuff already exists. Like, it doesn't have to be connected to crypto. And it feels like a lot of times it's connected to crypto because NFTs have to justify their existence. Um, and if you look at a model like something like World of Warcraft, right? Blizzard was making tens of millions of dollars a day off of a simple subscription model. Um, and it had more so to do with like mass adoption and just simply having fun versus, um, trying to, uh, play to earn or forcing some, um, you know, uh, trite characters into some, uh, imaginary, uh, ecosystem that is a subset of a different ecosystem, like it's, it's it's all just so convoluted like make, keep it simple what what is going to get a bunch of people having a bunch of fun at the same time and if you think about like what iso said building brands into the future like i feel like we're building the mickey mouse right now of future generations right all these pfps board apes pudgies everybody um you hope that all this shit's going to be highly recognizable in 10 years Damn. I love Mickey Mouse. <laughs> we went to Disney as a kid, man. Like, that was my shit when I was a kid. Right. Um, but, like, like, what made it appealing, right? It, this, it, was, it was something so unique. There was this whole cast of characters. They were all connected to each other in some way. They, they, they resonated, like, this brand vibe, right? Like, this wholesome kind of family fun vibe. <laughs> You know, but that that was their bag, you know, like and people, you know, people get nostalgic about shit and, and it carries on for the rest of their life. Like how many people still geek out about Star Wars, even though it came out like 30 years ago? Yeah, that's true. There was a line in in, in uh, the Disney theme park. I mean, actually, I don't know if they trained their staff to say it, but there there's there's people when I was like a little kid there, there's like they were saying believe and make believe and that's like that imaginative factor of disney and mickey mouse you make it it makes it such a magical place like your imagination just goes off and like that's basic there's no limits to that basically so you're just automatically bullish mickey mouse 
Yeah, and I mean, think of how far-fetched building Disneyland was back then. Like, we're going to build this massive theme park and all the characters are going to be in here and everywhere. Like, it was probably so crazy that people couldn't even, um, you know, grasp it at the time, I bet. There's also, like, an art component to NFTs that I think that there was a lot of actual artists in that 2020, 2021 time period that might not have been recognized if they just did their digital art post on Instagram that Mm -hmm. actually got recognition because they did it as an NFT. I think that was pretty special of a moment in time for artists. And I think that's going to resonate. That's going to be hard to decipher who's going to win in that because it's so subjective. And like a lot of the stuff is very like futuristic looking and almost look the same. Um, but, uh, the, I guess call it the utility NFT is much more attractive. And then going forward, like actual real world use cases of NFTs, well, then it's just simple things like real estate, like real world assets on the blockchain that can be transferable, not counterfeited. Right. But I don't think we're necessarily there yet. And this is a much more, uh, interesting and creative path. Yeah. Yeah, I was saying in the capacity of like that small time artist that might not have had the the reach. So some, some of them crushed it and you hope they like sold and made some money off it cuz like <laughs> there was a lot of art that came out. I went to Miami and I went to like the FTX like party with Diplo and and then I, they had like huge installations and I was like who is going to buy all this shit? <laughs> I was like no one's buying like this is like I was in Miami and I was just like selling tokens because I was like, this is scary. Like this is not like a realistic, uh, wait, which one, what year? It was like what, two Decembers ago. And like the market initially crashed. It was like NFT week or something. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, no one had service at the, at the uh, FTX party. It was pretty funny. Sam Trabuco was dumping on everyone. Clearly. (laughs) <laughs> oh my goodness it, it was a disaster i was like oh god this is this is bad mark is in a bad spot but i also just looked around and i was like everyone's making nfts like there's just like so so many weird nfts like this is this is not sustainable like no one's buying this stuff yeah i think the art the art perspective is um is very interesting um because if you think about people like um, there was a lot of OG digital artists that are popular in NFTs just because they were already established, like, you know, Beeple and X copy. Um, But if you, if you saw their, if you saw some of their stuff, just like you didn't know anything about them or they just popped on the scene. Now you would, you might not be able to differentiate their work from any other NFT project, you know? Yeah, people, <clears throat> I think, I don't know, last time I saw him post some, like, really, really out there stuff that I was like, whoa, this is an interesting take on art. I, I get the whole, like, uh, I get the I get the authenticity part of it. Um, yeah. But there's, yeah, there's, a, I'm not an art collector or professional in 
by any means. But anyways, I want to get back. So it's almost 9.30. 10 minutes. Uh, we're kind of over. So I appreciate you uh, staying the extra time. For the listeners that, you know, listened all, all hour and 20 minutes, is there any sort of like uh, thing that you want to announce or any anything, any comment on the roadmap or any sort of like piece of alpha, whatever you want to share at the end of the call? Spaces, I mean. I don't have any alpha. I'll just keep telling people to buy pandas until <laughs> they mess up. <laughs> it was for set. <laughs> that question was yeah. for set. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie, Professor Man. I was telling you to buy pandas at four hundred bucks, man. So, um, dude, where's the message, <laughs> bro? Look I at that five thousand. So, <laughs> I'm gonna tag you right now in the in the original NFT channel post yeah. I did uh, seven months ago. Um, but uh, I'll just say this, man. We have a lot of stuff coming up. A lot of stuff that even some of our, um, uh, I guess, more privy people don't even know about. So we're going to keep uh, doing crazy stuff. So, Okay, word. I appreciate it. And I will look for that message in Discord. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tag you. I'm looking for it right now as we're speaking. <laughs> Oh my goodness, man! This is gonna—that's gonna be an NFT itself. That message. Yeah. I faded it. I faded it. <laughs> I mean, there, the only, the only person that didn't fade was was Shaggy. I think Shaggy got like five or six of them, so he's good. Yeah, he could have gotten an Infinity Panda for uh, two ETH at one point. Now they're fourteen. Oh my goodness. You know what? I want to end. I want to end on this. Said, how do you think the NFT bull run is going to uh, start? Like, how do you imagine it? Because you, you, you experienced firsthand. Maybe you weren't into it. Like, uh, you're you're a casual observer. Let's just say. But I mean, I think that was the inception of the asset class, because I know I know punks for what like 2017, but I, I don't think it was a legit asset class at the time. I think 2020 was when it was basically legitimized. So, and now we're we're heading into the next phase. How do you think it's going to unfold? And maybe we can end on there. Um, I think things are. I think things are going to start turning into a funnel, like kind of um, like a lot of the big players are really going to start taking market share um, and finding more inventive ways to um, take market share, like, cause they're just going to have more resources. This is very much like the dot-com era. Like there's tons and tons of, like there's five NFTs minting every day or something like that. Um, I think eventually the weak ones will get shaken out and um, the list will get smaller and the most innovative and, um, the projects that deliver the most will be the ones that succeed the best. Yeah. And I can see Convoy Pandas being one of those projects. Well said, said. Okay. Uh, 9.30 p.m. here in New York. I'm going to go try to hit the gym and maybe sauna. Uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning into Spaces. Don't usually do Spaces. I usually do like Twitch or like Discord. Um. If you, I, I probably a bunch of NFT folks here, but if you are an options trader, I'm partnered with Bybit, so I'm going to show my 
Rufflink. There is a new options product on Bybit. I don't think too many people know about this. It's USDC based. For a long time, you had to actually, you know, own Ethereum or Bitcoin to trade options on crypto. I know it sounds crazy for the view who don't trade options, but there are actually options for Bitcoin and Ethereum. And uh, Bybit has this new USDC based options where you don't actually have to be long spot um, ETH or BTC to trade the option. You just need USDC. I think it's super cool. Um, so I want to leave that with uh, for everybody. Thank you, everyone. We're going to wind this down. I hope you enjoy the rest of your night. Cheers. Thanks, Brian. Right. Appreciate, Appreciate it. Appreciate it.